to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our daily live call-in broadcast where trusted leaders bring biblical insights to the issues and you can call in and get your questions answered in real time. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now, here's your host for today's broadcast, Dwayne Sheriff. Hey everyone, welcome to the Truth and Liberty Live Call-In Show. I'm your host today, Dwayne Sheriff, and I've got some exciting things on my heart to share. We're going to be talking about our faith and living by faith and the voice of faith and culture today. I know that you'll be blessed. You can call in with your questions or your comments, and we look forward to that as well. And so the number that you can call in for the for the questions and with the questions is 719-719-619-2341. 719-619-2341. Before I get into what's on my heart and answering your questions and taking your calls, I want to share some upcoming events, and we've got a very special event coming up. The Truth and Liberty Coalition Conference 2023. It's for His glory. It's called For His Glory. It's September the 7th through the 9th. That's just a few days away, September the 7th through the 9th. Our keynote speakers will be Andrew Walmack, Congressman Doug Lamburn, David Barton, Alex McFarlane, Chad Conley, Lucas Miles, Janet Porter, Mohammed Faraday, and our very own Richard Harris. And brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you to be a part of this, of this conference. And I also want to encourage leaders, specifically pastors. These, these conferences are absolutely over the top. They're so informative, encouraging, uplifting, and they actually are very educational to help prepare us for what needs to be said and done in the hour that we live in. So that's September the 7th through the 9th, right here at the Karis Bible College. You can register at truthandliberty, truthandliberty.net, truthandliberty.net. We also have a very special 9-11 tribute. Uh, Elizabeth and Robert are just absolutely awesome in their productions, and this will be such a blessing. It's on September the 11th at 6 p.m. right here at the Karis Bible College as well. For that one, you need to register at awmiawmi.net. And for your, your best viewing experience, go back to truth and liberty, truthandliberty.net slash live. And again, those conferences will be absolutely a blessing to you. I also want to encourage you to go to our website and take a look at all the news that's available. It is so difficult to find accurate news, news that is truth worthy. And these are conservative websites that we make available. And this news feed and all of these different outlets of conservative news, uh, it's available 24 seven. And it's actually updated, I understand every 15 minutes. And I get a lot out of it. Uh, I'm also going to show you a clip today right out of 
some of the news that we make available to you. So let's talk about the hour we're in and how that God is raising up voices, I believe, in this hour of faith that are willing to speak into the culture. Let me just say quickly that there's a lot of misunderstanding, I believe, in regards to the role of the church in the culture. And many churches have absolutely disengaged and separated themselves from cultural issues, but I have a hard time reconciling that mindset with many scriptures. Jesus said, for instance, in Matthew chapter 5, that we were the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I don't know how you can see your new identity in Christ and not expect to have impact in the culture and to engage even in the culture. I believe that we as the people of God are to be a counterculture to all of this death, all of this darkness, all of this deception. We're supposed to be this counterculture of God's kind of love and how that applies within the culture. We're supposed to be a counterculture of all the darkness by being the light of the, of the world. And this culture of death that we're raising our children and grandchildren in, we're supposed to be this counterculture of life. So I want to share some things in regards to that out of First Chronicles chapter 12. We'll look there in just a moment. But First Chronicles chapter 12, David is assembling an army. And make no mistake, brothers and sisters, whether you engage or you're disengaged, we're in a cultural war. And it is for the souls of men. It literally is a war for the souls of men. And a lot of people, again, good people, good Christian people, perhaps many of you that are watching right now, I know I've had this, this attitude at times that, man, I, I, I just want to stick my head in the sand and, and in time, surely all this is going to go away. Surely it just came to pass. And, and we just want to be left alone. I, I don't know where you're at in your walk with the Lord. And within this cultural war, uh, I just want to be left alone, work and serve my community, my church, my family, and, and again, hope this stuff goes away. But I'm telling you, the things that are coming upon our country right now are not just going to go away, and they're not going to get any better till there is a counterculture, till there is a great awakening till we, the people of God, become true to, to our convictions and, and God's morals and values and begin to live those out, not just in private, but in public. And so David is in Chronicles here assembling an army to go to war. And I believe God is assembling a spiritual, let me be clear, a spiritual army to properly engage in the war that's already here. There's not a war coming. It's been here and it is here and it's on steroids right now. And you and I need better equipped. We need to understand what David understood when he's assembling this army. He's getting all these special ops from each tribe and those that are gifted and enabled by God in different areas and each tribe is contributing this and contributing that. Well, I don't have time to get into all that, but the tribe of Issachar, they were called the sons of Issachar. They had something to contribute 
to the battle that David was about to go into. And in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, it says, Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. Boy, this is a very minority group of people. And yet this minority group of people had understanding of the times and then knew what Israel ought to do. Brothers and sisters, I imagine if you're watching, you probably have understanding of the times and God is going to be, be leading and guiding you on what to do in the near future. But I'm telling you, the body of Christ at large is still asleep, even though we're in the beginning stages, I believe, of a great awakening. Uh, people are not discerning the times. Certainly people who don't know the Lord at large are not discerning the times. And we need an awakening. We need a, a revival personally in our own hearts, but we need a, an awakening in our country because we're in dangerous times right now. There is no doubt in prayer that the Lord has shown me and been showing me for a couple of years of things to come. I was just hopeful that the things I was seeing and hearing to come would even be further down the road where we could be better prepared, where we can better prepare our churches, better prepare our families uh, for the, the things that are on the horizon. And just like the morality of the country has imploded and we're in a free fall, Morally, the corruption within our government is going to bring about a crisis that I honestly believe most people don't see is coming and we're not prepared. See, if you don't discern your time, if you don't discern your hour, then you won't know what to do. And that's the crisis that's coming upon the crisis. We are on the brink of a world war. Our, our government is absolutely filled with corruption and isn't getting better. It's getting worse, faster. And there's going to be a, a point of crisis that we not only need to be better prepared for that crisis, we need to know what to do in the coming crisis. Because it's definitely coming, barring a supernatural intervention of the Lord, we, we, are, we are in for some challenging times and the church is basically still asleep. And so I want to encourage you to, to ask the Lord for discernment. These sons of Issachar had discernment of the times. We're living in different times. We're living in unique times. Our freedoms are being incrementally absolutely removed and it's going to shock people one day when we wake up and we simply have no no religious freedom. Our civil liberties have been taken from us. And I don't know what the response to that ultimately is going to be because we have a generation that doesn't understand Marxism. They don't understand communism. And it's right at our front door. It's not an external threat any longer. It's an internal threat. And, and a lot of people just can't see it. They have no discernment of the times. So they don't know what to do. Well, I believe the Lord has assured me that he's going to raise up sons of Issachar. 
I believe a son and sons of Issachar are probably watching right now that God is speaking to you and that God is going to give you supernatural discernment of what is going on, what is happening in our culture. You need discernment so you'll know what to do. What is going on in our government that is just shocking and why everybody can't see it is absolutely profound to me and amazing to me on, on, the, on the corruption that is occurring in our judicial system, in our, our, our Congress, our Senate, the White House. It's overwhelming. The absolute corruption of our national media and the danger that it presents now. You know, I have, I have fought against the national media probably my entire ministerial life for nearly four decades, but to watch it become so corrupt and the gaslighting of the lies and the telling of the lies. They used to lie and it was subtle. Now they lie, they lie about lying, uh, they double down on the lie. And then now we're living in an, in an era where the truth is being suppressed. Once you lie and you keep lying and you double down on the lies and then you suppress the truth, you, you, you have a people in total ignorance that not only don't discern what's happening and the times, they don't know what to do. And it's in those times that bad stuff happens throughout history, in the Bible, and again, in, uh, we could spend a lot of time on that. The point I want to make is uh, these sons of Issachar had discernment of the times, they, they, they discerned. So then they knew what Israel ought to do. That's called wisdom. That's called wisdom. And so God is going to raise up mighty voices, voices of faith, not fear, not panic, not gloom and doom, but real men and women that can hear God, discern the times, have a voice of faith because they've heard God, and now wisdom will come. I'm already praying for the wisdom we're going to need in the implosion, in the, in the collapse of everything that is on the horizon. And I believe God is speaking to many men and many women that will be truly a voice of faith, not this voice of panic, not this voice of fear. The only way, brothers and sisters, a corrupt government in a free society can impose Marxism, and communism is through fear. They have to intimidate us. They have to produce fear and panic to get us to freely give up our liberties. And that's what's happening. People are just freely yielding, freely giving up this liberty, giving up that liberty, giving up this right, giving up this freedom. And, and one day we're going to wake up and we won't have any more civil liberties. We won't have the freedom of speech anymore. We won't have the freedom of religion anymore. And I think one of the things that is a revelation the church needs is where, does it, where do our rights come from? What made this country special and exceptional was liberty, was freedom, was the individual rights that are God-given that governments do not give and gov governments cannot take away. That's what made us different was the Judeo-Christian principles ingrained into civil government where the government is restricted on what they can do to us. And we are protected with these, these unalienable rights, meaning they, they come from God. 
and they're self-evident, meaning everybody knows in their heart there is a God, and everybody knows in their heart that we were born to be free, and it's sin and people in sin that, it, that enslave the masses. And the Bible shows us the, the, the destruction of uh, government of tyranny, and history has shown us the destruction of a people, the annihilation of millions of people with corrupt governments that took away civil, civil liberties and rights. And so we need to wake up. We need a supernatural opening of our eyes to the hope of our calling, even as a church, to put a restraint on evil. Jesus mentioned discernment and the importance of discernment in Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter, Luke chapter 12, verse 54. We'll start in verse 54. Then he also said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say, a shower's coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say there is hot, there will be hot, hot weather. And there it is. Hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and the earth, but how is it that you do not discern this time? It's amazing how we can discern uh, carnal things, simple natural things, but we can't discern what's going on in the spirit and in this moment in history. Because we, we aren't here by accident, brothers and sisters. We're here for such a time as this to be a witness, to be a light, to be salt, uh, to be a restraint on all this, this evil, all this corruption. When you look at the, the police state that just overnight we woke up and we are in the middle of, of, of being a police state, you even bring up Donald Trump and, and my goodness, it is just amazing the different responses that you get. And yet this is the most persecuted, now prosecuted man in America and it's not about Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. There are some of you watching right now that you've jumped on the hate Trump bandwagon and you think that this is something that people have against Trump, not realizing that they're coming after you next, <laughs> that this persecution against this man is not about this man. You know, I've given my testimony um, and I don't have time now for the whole testimony, but in 2016, it just shocked me what the Lord said to me, that Donald Trump would be the next president and that I had a vision of the streets on fire, literally cities, entire cities being burnt to the ground. And then the Lord said that he would reveal corruption, that he was going to use this man. I'm not saying this man is the Messiah, God forbid. I'm not saying that, that he's the answer even to all our problems. I'm saying God told me that he would use this man to reveal corruption. And, and yet, born-again, spirit-filled people can't see the unveiling of the corruption that was already there. You got, you got Christians even saying things like, this man has created all this chaos. No, this man has brought to light the chaos that was already here. He's the one that's corrupt. No, he has been used by God to unveil all the corruption. The corruption was here before Trump ever showed up, saints. The FBI 
is corrupt. The DOJ is corrupt. Our judicial system is not a just system. It has been corrupted by Marxism and, and, and liberalism and this insatiable desire for power. And we can't even see that for the first time in history, a man, a president got impeached out of office. All we'd have to do to wake the whole country up is, let me ask you a question. If Barack Obama was impeached today, do you think people would be silent? Do you think they would do anything but have a fit? Well, you figure that out on your own then. But I'm just telling you, they impeached him even when he was out of office over a phone call, saints, over, over this trumped up, no pun intended, January 6th nonsense. Uh, and yet so many Christians are deceived. So many Christians even don't see that this is political persecution. This is weaponizing and the government, weaponizing the government and those in power, weaponizing the government against a political opponent. Do you think it's going to end with him? You know, there's a lot of people, I got friends that wish Trump would go away. <laughs> and I get it. They just wish Trump would go away. And, and yet, do you think for one minute, if Trump goes away, whoever is nominated for the Republican Party isn't going to be called Hitler? They'll be called Hitler. They'll be called worse than Trump. Because this is spiritual, saints. This is a spiritual battle for the soul of men and for the soul of the nation. And yet, most people can't see it. Most people just can't see it. We need an awakening. We need the sons of Issachar to rise up. The voice of Issachar that has discernment of the times and thereby now know what Israel ought, ought to do. I went to our website and went over some of our news that we make available right here at Truth and Liberty. And I found a clip of Joe Biden from uh, C-SPAN it was just a few days ago, August the 27th, 2023. And uh, I have a problem with the news. I have a problem with so-and-so said this about so-and-so. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just not too confident in what anybody says about anybody else, period. And so when I see something for myself and I hear him say it, then, then, then I know what I heard, I just heard. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to think for a minute. I'm going to show you this clip, and I want you to listen to it, and I want to see if you have discernment. Test your own heart. Judge your own heart. What do you hear when Joe Biden says what you're about to see in this clip? Let's, let's roll the clip right quick. Mr. President, can you say anything about the uptick of COVID cases and the new variant? Yes, I can. Matter of fact, I signed off this morning on a proposal we have to present to the Congress a request for additional funding for a new vaccine that is necessary, that works. And tentatively, not decided finally yet, tentatively, it is recommended that, it would like to be recommended that everybody get it, no matter whether they got it before now. Now, I don't know if you could hear that or not. I couldn't hear that even in my earpiece, but I've already heard it. So, I mean, what did you hear when you heard what he just said, were you even able to hear that he's asking for money that we don't have? We're trillions of dollars into debt. We're uh, over a trillion dollars over budget for an out of control budget. And he's asking for more money now 
for a vaccine that hasn't been, has not been developed and has not been produced and has not been tested. And then he's saying that, well, tentatively, we're, we're recommending uh, that everybody take it. You know, when, when all this COVID-19 stuff came out, I warned people uh, about not only what was happening and the fraud and, and what was really going on, but that this was just a dress rehearsal. COVID-19 and all the shutdowns, all the school closings, all the masks, all the mandated vaccines, all of these things were just a dress rehearsal for what corrupt governments will do using climate change as the vehicle to rob you of your careers, force the loss of the sovereignty of your body, putting something on the inside of your body that has not been tested. This man has already began the fear campaign because that's how he got elected into office. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. He, he stayed in the basement the whole time, rarely campaigned. Uh, and then that mandated these mail-in ballots that everybody knows is wrought with fraud. And then the COVID, COVID uh, hysteria. Uh, he says, we're recommending right now. <laughs> we're recommending. And it's just tentative. And we're recommending that, that, that people are going to need to take, everybody's going to need to take the vaccine. Brothers and sisters, this is going to be a repeat. This is what's coming. And how far are we going to go? When are we going to say no? When are we going to lovingly push back? I'm not talking about uh, violence. I'm not talking about anything independent of love, God's kind of love and peace. But there's a point within love and peace that you say, no, I'm not taking this, this vaccine that hasn't been tested. Am I the only one that watches any amount of TV? Maybe all of you watching you never watch TV, but I watch a little TV and there'll be a commercial come on and this person will have a headache and they'll talk about this pill they can take for the headache. And then there's a disclosure. There's, there's, there's all this fine print and they talk really fast that this pill, you know, may, may, may cause temporary blindness. Uh, you may lose a kidney. Uh, many in the, in the test groups lost their breath for up to three minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the list just goes on and on. And by the time you hear all the side effects of this pill, you're thinking, my God, I'll stick with my headache. A headache is a, less of a gamble than, than all those consequences. Yet think about this. If you don't think there's fraud going on and lies and deception, just ask a question about the symptoms and side effects of COVID-19 and the shots that have already been mandated. Did they recommend masks? No, they mandated them. Did they recommend school shutdowns? No, they mandated it. Did they recommend the destruction of your career in the shutting down of your business? Did they recommend the vaccine? Go ahead and ask, go ahead and ask a military person, did they recommend the, the vaccine? Uh, again, if you even bring up questions about it, you're censored, you're canceled on social media, our government was working with the Twitter files have revealed without question how the government was working with social media to suppress the truth, to get somebody in office uh, 
that is just amazing to me. We're constantly looking for a crime in one man's life, one president's life, and we're totally ignoring, covering up crimes that are taking place right now in the White House. We need an awakening. We need discernment. We need to begin to turn this ship around. We've got to see a change. I don't know what the changes are. I don't have all the answers. It can be overwhelming sometimes when you think about all the corruption in the FBI, the DOJ, the White House, drugs in the White House, and that story just goes away. If it had been another president, I guarantee you that story wouldn't have went away. We need to wake up. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause here for 90 seconds and I'll start to take your calls and I just pray for you. I pray that your eyes be opened, that God wake us up and that we do the right thing in these challenging times. We are the antidote for what's happening in this world. But you need to see beyond the physical, and I believe that the greatest days of the church are ahead. God has a word for you, God has a plan for you, and God is raising up an army that knows how to fight the right fight the right way. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we have big plans to make a big impact. If you want to be a part of turning our nation back to God, I want to invite you to become a supporter of Truth and Liberty. You can go on our website at truthandliberty.net to the donate page and make a gift there. And you can also sign up to be uh, make a recurring automatic gift of $5 or more per month, and then you'll become a Truth and Liberty member. And uh, our gifts to Truth and Liberty are not tax deductible, but I promise you, God sees your generosity. So go to Truth and Liberty and become a member today. This is a godly nation. It was founded upon godly principles. God is calling us to rebuild His house so that He can manifest His glory in the midst of a corrupt and pagan world. I would argue that America has been more prosperous, more successful than any other nation because we've done more in reading and applying the Bible. It is the history for Christians to speak out and to make a difference in this nation. Hey everybody, welcome back. I just want to give you a quick reminder of our Truth and Liberty Coalition Conference. Man, it's going to be called For His Glory, and I promise you there will be the glory of God at this conference. You will sense and experience the glory of God, and I promise you your life could be forever, ever changed. That's September the 7th through the 9th, September the 7th through the 9th. You can register at Truth and Liberty, truthandliberty.net. We just have some excellent speakers. Our beloved Andrew Womack will be there. Richard Harris will be there. Alex McFarlane, David Barton. I've done a few meetings with David Barton and he is incredible. I guarantee you, you will be blessed. That's the Liberty Truth and Liberty Coalition Conference, September the 7th through the 9th. And then on the 11th, we'll have a special tribute to 9-11. And you, I'm telling you, I've been in those and they are truly amazing. Well, let's take a few calls here. Um, and I love the first call. Mike from Iowa, uh, what is your question, sir? Pastor Dwayne, a long time listener, second time caller. Thank you. 
Amen. Thank you. Um, I guess I want to start just with, um, I, I don't know why God has given me these experiences, but he has. Um, I was a radio, I've been a radio and TV guy for 40 years. I wow. uh, was a reporter, uh, um, an anchor. Uh, wow. At, wow. At a, in a small market, you know, public Texas. And you know, when I would produce my own shows, even this was 20 years ago, 15 years yes. ago. Yes. Um, I had a really tough time and did not have enough time to write all the slant out of the national news that came off of the feed. Uh, and Amen. It so much worse. And yes. then uh, God got me out of TV, over to Family Life Radio. After that, I got involved in politics in Arizona, was a chairman, uh, first vice chairman and chairman of a county party in Tucson. And that led, that led to a news talk show where I talked to politicians and other things that interested me. And that led to me being the political director for the Republican Party of Arizona, the statewide party. And we worked on the reelection of President Trump. And I'm blown away. And, and I look back on that path and and I don't mm. know how it all happened. But God has do, is doing that for a reason. Absolutely. Um, and when I think about all these things and I see what's going on, and you you hit all the high points, so I don't know that I have much more to add to that except, um, you know, put a fine point on the President Trump thing that you can't have a great reset if you have America first. Amen. He is in their way, and yeah. we are in in their way. Absolutely. And they they know that, and they have to eliminate him. They cannot let him be reelected, and they're throwing everything at, and the kitchen sink at him. Uh, you mentioned his second impeachment for a phone call uh, to the president of Ukraine, asking him to investigate what we now know that's right. is alleged that President Biden was taking bribes, and that's what President Trump was asking them to look into. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, the Democrats and Satan, we know it's a spiritual war. Uh, they accuse what they are doing, and Amen. that's just their M.O. So if you want to know what they're doing, see what they're accusing people of, because that's, that's probably right. it. And um, so, you know, with all of this floating around in my mind and, and I struggle with what to do next, and I pray that God will give me those answers. And the conclusions I've come to so far are a lot of what you've been talking about is we have to stand. We have yep. to be bold. We have to stand for the truth. We have to do it in love. And if you go to my Twitter feed, maybe I fail on that sometimes. But um, we have to be bold to do that because it's like Elisha, you know, talking to a servant, Lord, show him that there are more of us than of them. And then the, the servant's eyes were open and he saw all the chariots of fire on the hills surrounding. And there are more of us than there are of them. And greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And we know these things must happen uh, but the end is not yet, and as long as the end is not yet, we get to love God and we get to love people. Amen. And, you know, we need a revival, of course, um, as we see the end approaching quickly, but we need to stand as well. And, and I, so I guess my question for you is, who are the sons of Ishtar in this age? Is it a couple people? Is it all of us? 
Well, it's an excellent question, and and part of your question was how do you know you're a you're a son of Issachar? Uh, but I can I can assure you, number one, you, my friend, are an answer to prayer, because I've been praying that the eyes of those who have a conscience in the media would be opened, uh, and that God would bring them forth. So you are you your path is incredible, my friend, and uh, you're a person that knows from the inside uh, how 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 coercive and corruptive. Uh, our media has become, and and so there has to be there has to be a counter to that, and you're part of that counter. I do believe that there are many voices being raised up on a national level. I believe truth and liberty. I'm honored to be on here. Uh, I consider myself the weak link at times, but I do believe this format is going to explode as we come into the election. And so God is raising up conservative media where we can at least get some similitude of the truth uh, so that we can make good decisions from there. Bible, loving, godly decisions, wisdom. Uh, so you definitely are one. Again, national voices are emerging. A lot of unknown people are emerging. And let me just say this, I believe that the sons of Issachar are not just those that are on a national level uh, or on the forefront. But I believe there's some mothers that are sons of Issachars that will go to school board, school board meetings and defend their children, defend righteousness and God's holiness and virtue and things of that nature. So that I believe, and I've prayed, that God would raise up many. Now, we look like a minority, just like you said. We, we just look like, sometimes I feel, I know I'm not, but sometimes... It's not so bad now, but I used to feel, uh, you know, I, I'm a lone voice in the wilderness crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Uh, and and where, where are the, the, the people that love Jesus and are loyal to Jesus unto death? But I'm telling you, I'm seeing them more and more and more. Uh, so thank you so much for your call. Thank you so much for your, your journey. And I believe God's going to use you, my friend. I really appreciate that, Pastor Duane. And I wanted to mention something that you mentioned about fear. You know, yes. um, the Bible mentions fear not 365 days or a version of that, one for every day. And when you see the national media and the authorities try to get us to do things that are not good for us, they use fear to do it. They're doing it with the climate scam uh, yep. That's their really their it's, end game. It's uh, the only way and, to do it. I, I, I don't know anybody that would freely give up their liberties. But if you can scare them, threaten them, intimidate them, shame them, mock them, then a lot of people, even good people, will back down even in their, their God-given rights. So that, that is the MO, and that's what's coming. And pastors need to be ministering throughout this country and preparing the sheep. Do not be intimidated. Do not be fearful. Do not be discouraged or dismayed. Have courage. Be courageous. For truly greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And not allow them to absolutely take over. Well, again, Mike, thanks for your call. I need to move on. We've lit up the lines, I think. Uh, Dottie, you're a partner uh, with AWMI. You're from Louisiana. What's your question, Dottie? Yeah, thank you. Um, it's Dodie, actually, but that's... Dodie, my bad. Yeah. 
that no, that no problem. I agree with everything you said. I listen. I hear my little widow's group that I go to. There's about 15 of us. And then we pray all the time because we know we have dominion. Jesus gave us the authority over all of the power of the enemy. You mentioned earlier, this is spiritual. That's correct. It's spiritual. Andrew always talks about having possibly 5 billion people being able to hear on the airwaves that he goes out on. We need, because I'm always after the how. I keep hearing what's right. going on. Right. I want to know how. We need our leaders like you guys that have the airwaves to lead us in these dominion prayers, just like we do for healing. Amen. I, I mean, I agree, and, and I think we can do better. I know I can always do, do better, uh, but I can't encourage you enough that we all have our part, our role. And while all of us are called to prayer, God definitely sanctifies people, though, in a way for intercessory prayer, and they have a passion for it, and you are one of them. And so I can't encourage you enough in your group to continue to pray. Uh, and I hear what you're saying on the how-to. So let me be clear again, unless we have discernment, in First Chronicles 12 there, it said that they discerned the times. They understood the times. Uh, you can't get the how-to or the wisdom if you don't discern the problem. And that is the problem right now, is people don't discern the crisis we're in. I mean, we got people going into this next election like it's just no big deal. It's just another election. It's just the Democrats against the Republicans. Case of rah, rah. Case of fooey, safui. This is serious stuff that we're facing. And we do need to be praying for our politicians, but that God is the one that lifts up and God is the one that brings down and makes those judgments. But I think the wisdom is going to come as the Holy Spirit gives us the clarity of understanding, what are we facing? Every time I've ever understood clearly what I'm facing, I prayed better. I prayed in wisdom. And so I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I do believe we're going to see more prayer. Uh, let me pray right now. Father, I thank you for this prayer group. I thank you for these widows and the power of prayer. I thank you for prayer across the nation that you're waking us up to pray. But also as we pray, prayer without faith is as dead as faith without works. So give us the wisdom. Give this group the wisdom on how to engage better, how to go online and pray with people throughout the country. Give us witty inventions. Give us a better use of the tools we have to pray the prayers that will shake heaven and move earth, that will change culture, that will change the hearts of men and women, that will save souls throughout the country. Thank you again for these 15 precious women. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for your call. All right, Shelly, let's go to Shelly. Um, she's a graduate from, uh, I, from the college. She's from Wisconsin. Hi, Shelly, what's your, call? what's your question? Hi. Well, thank you for taking my call. I'm not sure if this is really a question or a concern or just a, a comment, but um, I've seen an uptick of new age um, here lately, especially in southwest Wisconsin. It seems, you know, with the mental health um, crisis, that seems like a crisis anyway, um, there's just 
you know, a wait list for, for months for people to get in to see uh, mental health professionals. And it right. seems as though people are turning to new age, uh, the, the psychics, the mediums, the Reiki, you know, all of these new Absolutely. things. Absolutely. And, and obviously we know it's a spiritual draw. Um, but one, I was looking for teaching on that, like from the pulpit, what, what can we do um, how can we show people the the difference, you know, because they will look for angels. They'll look for us. Absolutely. Guide. Absolutely. Things, you know, they're just counterfeits. But, uh, yep. um, it makes them feel good, you know, an instant gratification. Right. So um, I'm just wondering, you know, what 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 can we do on well, the side of this is this is this is I know it's going to sound crazy, but uh, I mean, this is this is exciting. I'm not saying what they're doing is exciting. I'm saying this is part of the Great Awakening, is people are seeking answers beyond the natural. They're seeking um, experiences, like you're saying, beyond this sickness and, and death that we're all swimming in right now. And so the good news is people's hearts are being open to the supernatural. That's where we come in. And what makes this exciting to me is we now have the answer. We can share Jesus. We can share the scriptures. We can share our testimonies uh, of our experience with God. Uh, this is also going to make way for the supernatural. That's the, the, the good side, not the dark side. See, there's two sides to the supernatural. And man right now is being driven to the supernatural. But he's being driven, like you're saying, and you are correct, to the dark side. The good news is you and I have the side that's the good side, and this gives us an opportunity to share Jesus. So I think this is just preparing the way for the great awakening, for the gospel, for the truth, for life, for true experience in forgiveness and being cleansed of our guilt. We just simply need to share the gospel. Uh, I just watched the movie, The Jesus Revolution. I was a young person when it reached its apex with the drug and the hippies and, the, and that movement. Uh, but not all of those people, trust me, I, I was young, but right at the tail end of the hippie movement, uh, not all, all of them were looking for God in their drug uh, pursuit. But many were looking for God and the church kind of stiff armed them instead of saying, come on in. Then every time you hear or see somebody that is seeking that stuff, you need to light up and say, hey, come here. I got something for you. Jesus is real. Jesus is Lord and alive. And you can have him as your personal Lord and Savior. So I look at it as an opportunity and the church needs to be prepared for this. The church needs to be prepared for people seeking the supernatural. That's why we need to operate in the supernatural. We need prepared for people that are depressed. That's why we need to have a message of hope. The fires in uh, Hawaii, it's the church, brothers and sisters, that is stepping up. As a matter of fact, Greg Laurie, who was in the movie Jesus, uh, Jesus Revolution, his church is absolutely just making a mega major difference in the victims of the fire, the community. That's what the church is here for. So all I can say is get involved in a spirit-filled church that knows how to operate in the, the spirit of the Holy Spirit and begin to bring these people in to experience Jesus. 
Um, there's a lot of good teaching, I'm sure. Uh, Alex McFarland, he's one of the hosts on, on Truth and Liberty. You might want to call him when, when he's hosting. I'm sure he's got material to help even better equip you to be that witness. So I hope that helps, Shelley. All right, let's go to Elizabeth. She's a subscriber. Thank you for subscribing from Missouri. What is your question, please? Hi, Pastor Duane. I just want to say, first of all, I am so thankful for you and all everyone that makes this program possible. It has been, um, it's just a light in the darkness. And, Amen. Uh, thank you. I want to thank you for speaking out in no uncertain terms. It just seems so clear uh, what you're speaking about, what's going on, that no one should be able to miss it. Um, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Go ahead, please. That eyes are going to be opened, that people can get beyond their bias of um, Amen. President Trump's personality because it's his personality that gets him the ability besides, <laughs> Amen. besides God. Amen. God behind Amen. Him. Um, but it gives him the ability to just keep on trucking. He takes a licking and keeps on kicking. <laughs> and it's just stronger. Amen. He just gets stronger well, and stronger. But he really I does. Be behind him. I want to be behind him to hold up his arms and be, Amen. be part of the wind beneath his wings. Well, it, what's amazing to me, Elizabeth, is, uh, yeah, I don't like his personality either. I don't like his tweets. I don't like what he did about COVID, COVID early before he was taken out of office. Uh, I actually had the privilege to be on a phone call with uh, President Trump uh, with around a thousand pastors when COVID broke out. And I got to hear his heart. He talked to all of us and he did something that other administrations haven't done, both Democrat and Republican. He at least contacted the pastors. He asked for our help. He admitted to us on the phone that, that we don't know what this is. We don't know what the uh, symptoms and, and side effects uh, and the death toll will be. And, and Elizabeth, I, I, I remember I shut my church down early uh, for two weeks to turn it into a hospital. You know, I wasn't sure what this thing was going to do and, it, and what they're telling us and the fear they're, they're generating. Well, I'm going to operate in faith and, the, and if people are going to be dying on the streets all around us, then we're going to turn the church into a hospital for a season because we're not afraid of this thing. I didn't shut down because I was afraid. I didn't shut down because of a mandate. I didn't quit assembling. I, I was ready to use the church as a hospital to bring all these sick people into it because we're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. We're not afraid of COVID. We're not afraid of the devil. We're not afraid of governments that are dictators and tyrants. Uh, we're going to do what's right no matter what. And after two weeks, I saw, wait a minute, this thing isn't going right. So even early, I don't think Donald Trump handled it right and the vaccine and the speeding of it up uh, for distribution. So I don't have any problem calling out all of Donald Trump's uh, issues. I got a problem with political persecution. I got a problem with tyranny. I got a problem with corrupt governments that have 
killed millions of people and remain in power because they, they use the law to put their opponents, their political opponents, in the gulags. And that's what we're seeing right, right under our eyes. And so anyway, I done got to preaching again. I apologize. I'm trying to say I'm no fan of Donald Trump. I don't see him as a Messiah. I don't see him as the answer to our problems. But what is the answer to our problems? And if we don't stand up now and against this tyranny, when will we stand up? How will we have to stand up? This is not going to end, brothers and sisters. And it's not going to end well if we don't step up to the plate and the sons of Issachar have understanding of the times. Here's what's happening. And here's what God says we have to do. And I don't have the answers to those things either. I do have understanding of the times. But I don't know what we're supposed to do about some of these issues. But God is raising people up who will if we will repent and come back to the Lord. Man, thank you for your call. You're a precious person. I need to move on. Uh, Beverly uh, from Illinois. Uh, thank you so much for calling, Beverly. Um, how can I answer your question? Yes. Uh, Pastor Dwayne, first of all, I want to just say thank you so much. Well, I love the show. And I love you as well. And my question Thank is you. Um, that if you, if you, Andrew, and all of you great men, all of you great men who are faithful believers in God, who can come together in agreement to reach out to, quote unquote, uh, Christians, non-believers with, within this world system, the same way we have Bible studies and things of that nature, for maybe, I don't know, two days out of the week, but to reach out and, and let us all stand in agreement that we're going to change things before this year is over with and going forward for the rest of our years. And I'm saying Amen. that to say this. I totally agree with you. I, I'm not I'm not putting down old Trump in any kind of a box saying, oh, he's this. No, I know he has flaws like we all do. But what I firmly do believe that God has put put him here for a particular reason. It's something about him that God knows he's fierce. He's tenacious in everything that he does. And just to say, yes, I agree with you, all this political back, all this stuff that they're doing to him, everybody in this world on this earth should wake up and see what's going on. We cannot be this blind and we cannot see what's happening in America. So Sister, yeah, I don't know what your question is, but you need to preach, but go ahead with your question. <laughs> it's, it's to get together in agreement that we can pray because let, nobody let me, is qualified to, to let, actually be president of the United States of America right now. There's absolutely no one. Donald I, Trump to me is the only one in Atlanta right now who can do this. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm about to tear up. Uh, uh, I wish there was another solution, uh, but I don't know of one either. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what's happening is supernatural. And he's the only thing standing between total tyranny, total corruption, no matter who he or what he is, he is standing between the great reset that is very real, that's not a conspiracy theory. I've got it in one of my books. I just briefly mention it. But COVID was simply a test and corrupt powers. Remember, these people don't have a God. They don't have anything to live for but power. 
They don't have anything to live for but government. Government is their God. And so this is, puts us even at a disadvantage in the natural. I mean, we got a God, we got family, we got churches, we've got uh, charities that we're all connected to and doing. These people have nothing but tyranny. And if somebody doesn't stand between them and total tyranny, what is next? I thank you so much, sister, for your comments. Uh, I'm not sure why we can't see, but I know the Great Awakening is here. It may take another decade, but let me just say this to you. We are putting together a coalition. This is what we're doing. We're in the infant stages, but I guarantee you, you're going to see this platform, Truth and Liberty, one day, hundreds of thousands of people watching and praying together. We will be calling prayer groups throughout the country together. I'm calling them right now. If you'll join me on Thursdays, prayer groups throughout the country, I'll end with a prayer for every one of you to, to prosper in your praying. It's going to happen. It is happening. This is spiritual. And I do know one of the things that Israel or the church ought to do is what every caller is saying, pray and pray the right kind of prayers. Man, we're about to run out of time. Let me try Beverly, and if I can't get to it, we'll come back. Beverly from Illinois. Uh, oh, I think I just did Beverly. Was that Beverly I just had? Are you there, Beverly? All right. Well, let me, let me do this. Uh, one of our questions was, do you think the Antichrist will come from the political realm? <laughs> oh, praise God. Well, <laughs> the Antichrist, John said, has been here since the writing of the Scriptures. And the spirit of Antichrist is simply a counterfeit. That's what Antichrist means, is a counterfeit. I think one of the problems, I love you, I don't want to be contentious about this, but I think one of the problems in the body of Christ is we're looking for the, this single Antichrist. Will it be the Pope? Many people say, uh, and I could start naming other names. I don't want to. I didn't name the Pope. But uh, they're looking for this one figure in religious uh, circles, that Babylonian system. Governments that are corrupt are the Babylonian system that Revelation 17 and Revelation 18 talk about. But I think it's a mistake to be looking for this one man. Is the spirit of Antichrist political? Well, let me ask you a question. How many politicians want to replace the Bible with themselves, want to replace God and God's principles with their own righteousness? That's the spirit of Antichrist. Hey, I'm going to break for 90 seconds. I'll take your calls when I get back. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. It's not enough to know what God's will is, but you have to learn how to do things God's way. Now, because of the new man on the inside of me, because of the cross, I can daily deny self. And if you don't learn to do that, you're not going to fulfill all God's will for your life. You know, you don't find the beginning of God until you get to the end of yourself. This generation 
is a generation of great darkness and God is raising up a deliverer to shine in the midst of all of this darkness. But in Christ Jesus, I can do all things through Christ. Some people just quote, I can do all things. No, you can't. But through Christ, you can do all things. You got to have these two opposites in balance. I'm nothing, but I'm everything in Christ. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Truth and Liberty. And I've got an exciting announcement. If you've joined us late, we have our Truth and Liberty Coalition Conference that's coming up September the 7th through the 9th. September the 7th through the 9th. And this is our annual Truth and Liberty Coalition Conference. And one of the calls I just got is how can we build a coalition uh, where that I believe hundreds of thousands of people will be praying together on a specific issue. And I think that's where we're headed. I know that's where I'm headed. Uh, and I believe that the Truth and Liberty Conference can empower you, inspire you, and equip you to be one of the voices of the sons of Issachar. We, we need to be awakened. And these speakers are tremendous. And I promise you that you will be blessed. You'll just need to go and register at truthandliberty.net, truthandliberty.net. Hey, let me give you our phone number again. If you'd like to call, we've had some tremendous calls. Uh, the phone number is 719-619-2341, 719-619-2341. And you need to keep that phone number and start engaging with us. We've had some great calls, uh, great input, uh, and I think it's encouraging knowing that I believe Truth and Liberty is on the path of being a mega voice in the body of Christ at the right time and the right moment when we will all be gathering together through this forum. Remember, it's the Truth and Liberty Coalition God is putting together a coalition of the sons of Issachar, and I guarantee you they'll have understanding of the times and know what the church ought to do. Hey, I've got an excellent question that has come in. How can spiritual weapons defeat political and cultural attacks? Wow, what an excellent question. I'm going to read it again because this will help you if, if, if you can have an ear to hear. How can spiritual weapons defeat political and cultural attacks? See, I personally did not hear any teaching with clarity for many years on the armor of God. I'd hear about the armor of God and how that you have to get dressed in the armor of God and that I can remember even as a young adult uh, thinking I've got to put this armor on to go into to battle. Let me just throw something at you. I dealt with this in my book called Counterculture. I have a whole chapter on it, Counterculture, uh, and it deals with spiritual weapons. I, I don't think we've, we've understood the armor of God and how this spiritual battle takes place. And the first piece of the armor of God is what's happening in the culture right now. It's happening uh, on all the different media outlets and, the, and the, the counter voices 
of all the lies that are in our culture. Listen at the armor of God here real quick. Verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 6, stand therefore having your waist, having girded your waist with truth, and then put on the breastplate of righteousness. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, whereby you'll you'll quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then he talks about praying always. You've got these pieces of armor, and it's like we have this mindset. We put the armor on, then we go fight. No, no, no. The armor is the fight. The armor is the battle. The armor is how we do warfare. Watch this. Have your loins girt about with the truth. If you're going to engage with these spiritual powers that are manifesting through politics, manifesting through the media, manifesting through religion, if you're going to battle these natural things, you got to understand the spirit behind it is the spirit of deception and lies. So how do we battle the politician? How do we battle the six o'clock anchor? How do we battle these people? With the truth. <laughs> that is the battle. And that is where we need the sons of Issachar desperately because people have no understanding of the time. They don't even see the fraud. Man, these calls were some of the fun and best calls I've ever had. I, I wish we had a ton more uh, with input, questions uh, on what's really going on and that people I believe are seeing. That's a lie that the vaccine will protect you from the COVID-19 virus. That's a lie. And how do you defeat it? Because politicians are, are propagating it. The media is propagating it. False religion was propagating it. You, you counter it with the truth, with the truth. You speak that truth in love and it wakes people it wakes people up. Put your mask on. Your mask will prevent you from catching the virus. Even Dr. Fauci, if you'll do a search on Dr. Fauci, when this thing first came out, he said masks were ineffective, totally ineffective, that it was just psychological. <laughs> and then when he found out it wasn't politically expedient and the dictators and the tyrants got in in his brain, he began to propagate the lie about masks. They're doing it again. They'll do it again. You can, you can find research after research of how ineffective these masks really were and how dangerous they were with you breathing in your own carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide, how dangerous they were for children, survey after survey. And yet I just heard someone on the news a couple of days talk about, well, all the school shutdowns, they didn't harm kids. That is a lie. Where'd it come from? The Bible says come from the father lies. Well, how do I, how do I deal with it? I don't attack the person. I don't have a grudge against the person. I love the person. I pray they get saved and tell the truth. But I do rebuke the lie, I rebuke the devil, and in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that the truth not be suppressed, that I not be canceled, that the sons of Issachar be... You know, I'm teaching you how to pray. We're talking about prayer even in truth, that truth would, would, would prevail. 
that people would know the truth, Father. I thank you in the name of Jesus that people will know your word, they'll know the truth, and the truth will set them free. Thank you today, Father, that as a voice of faith, I declare that the truth is what will set America free. The truth will set our children free. The truth will set us free at any and every level. So what's the battle? Lies. Lies, deception, fraud, suppressing the truth. Romans chapter 1 verse 18 says, wicked people in their wickedness will suppress the truth. That's what they do. They have to gaslight everybody and everything, lie, be confident in the lie, repeat the lie, and then suppress the truth. That's how it works. That's how communism is implemented and millions of people die is through lies. So how do you fight? How do you battle? With the truth. Keep seeking the truth. Keep humbling yourself and receiving the truth. And it, I promise you, when you know it, will make you free. Righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness. How do we combat these political powers, the media, false religion all around us? With what is right, with God's righteousness, that saints, if we just do the right thing, if every Christian, boy, this is so simple, but almost can depress you at how easy it is to fix most of our problems, if everybody just do the right thing. If you would vote for people that know what a woman is, if you'd vote for people that know what murder is in the womb, if you'd vote for people that know what manipulation, control, dictators, despots, what that's all about. If we would just quit voting for people that want to mutilate children, quit voting for them. Quit. If they can't tell you what a woman is, how do you think they're going to lead us? And I could go on and on and on with simplicity, and yet how many Christians are blinded by their pride, blinded by their bias, like our one sister talked about? This is so simple to fix, it's discouraging but I believe people are going to wake up, put on the breastplate of righteousness. What does God say is right? What does God say is wrong? Put on. See, that's the battle, saints. Is God's righteousness, the word, the na nature and character of God versus man's self-righteousness? So what's the battle? Righteousness. Well, how do you win it? Put on God's righteousness. Boy, that's just so simple and yet profound. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, not with peace. Dictators will always say, peace, peace, and in the name of peace, they'll enslave us and put us in jail. I am not at peace with evil. I am not and nor will I be ever at peace with the devil and with evil. I am having my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, not peace. What's the battle? Man saying, peace, peace, and you can have it if you'll just do what we say. There'll be peace. We won't burn down all your buildings if you'll just comply. We won't burn your cities down if you'll let us have power. That's man's peace. No, the gospel of peace is that Jesus Christ is Lord and peace between us and God comes first and we'll never be at peace horizontally if we don't get at peace vertically with God. 
the shield of faith, not the shield of fear. They're going, the government, the media has already started the fear campaign and it won't be long, brothers and sisters. And I mean, they're going to try to scare you to death to stay at home, to not go to church. Our memories are so short. I mean, don't we remember church members in parking lots being fined for gathering in a parking lot? And can't we see the hypocrisy and the demonic deception of it? While, while policemen were giving tickets out to parishioners having church in their cars in a parking lot, you can look right across the street and Walmart was open. That's how easy this is supposedly to discern the corruption that this isn't right. You think they won't shut all of our churches down soon? We stand between them and tyranny. So start looking at Trump maybe with different eyes and going, uh-oh, that's what's coming. That's what's here and that's what's coming. That they'll take our children eventually away from us, saints. That's what communists do is they have to have the children and indoctrinate the children. They have to have the media. They have to have political power in order to enslave the masses. And, and we need to wake up. So I could go on and go on with the armor. The point I'm trying to make is, I hope I answered the question, this is a spiritual battle. And the way we fight it is with the armor of God. All right, let's take, take Omi. I hope I'm saying that right, from my favorite state, God's country, Oklahoma. What's your question? Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out when, when we come against people that are being uh, misled or they can't see what's going on, do we talk to them about the, the truth of what's going on culturally or more the, or do we talk to them about God? Because to me, it seems like the whole thing on this country is, it's a spiritual country, and if they can take God out of the country, they can take down the country. Well, you got that part absolutely right. I'm 100% sure. As far as how do we talk to people, I, I know that this is uh, challenging for all of us. Uh, a lot of times as a minister, we can come across wrong, I think, on, on that we have it all together or that we have all the answers when we don't. And it is difficult. Where do, you, where do you minister and what point of ministry do you connect with people? This is where the Holy Spirit, I think, is so important in all of our lives. There are certain people I meet that, man, <laughs> they're ready to go at it tooth and toenail. And, uh, and you almost have to, to give like with like in order to keep the conversation going and not not, not concede. Other people are very gentle about it and, and you have to be meek and, and very careful not to offend. So I, I think that, yeah, the culture for me and the way I see it at this point is a starting point of the conversation, but the conversation has to lead to the woes we have in the culture are but symptoms of a, of a lack of God in people's lives and in our country. And, and you said it perfectly. You have to get God out of people's lives in order to get them to comply. And you have to get God out of the government in order to destroy it. They're going to burn it down and then expect us to look to the arson to rebuild it. 
if we don't if we don't stand up and say no we're going back to a constitutional republic we're not a pure democracy you hear that on the news every day we're a constitutional republic and a representative government and we're a, a law or a a a government and a country of laws not men and until we get back to that and we can't without god and so I hope I'm answering it. I'm not trying to avoid it. I'm trying to be sensitive to it. It really depends on who you're talking to, how you approach it. But the bottom line is you can't just talk about culture and how bad things are and everything's messed up. No, how did it get messed up? We've rejected God. We need to repent. We need to repent individually. And eventually we need it. We need to repent as a country and, and invite God back into our schools, invite God back into our government. I mean, look at what happened. We kicked God out of the schools and look at what's happened to our schools. We kicked God down out of the government. Look what's happened to our government. And so it all comes back to God. And so I want to encourage you, Omi, to, to be the witness of God, no matter what cultural issue you're talking about. I hope that helps. Yes, it, 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 it does. It's just kind of interesting that it seems like every cultural issue that we have, you can see that how it's attacking God. It is. It abs Let's just take a couple right quick for the viewers. Uh, the issue of gender confusion and uh, uh, transgenderism in our schools, that, that's, that's, not, that's not what it appears to be. That's people trying to get us to a place where the authority of parents is usurped because you can't take a country over without the kids. And you have to indoctrinate them and you have to confuse them. And then you have to tell them, do not tell your parents. That's what communists did. That's what they do. They indoctrinate their kids and turn them against their parents, turn them against scripture, God. And so the, the issue and the root of it goes back to destroying an entire generation's life. That's what Satan wants. And if they don't obey and honor their parents, they will not live long and things will not go well for them. And so the real spirit behind it is to get the kids away from their parents. Because as soon as you see parents rise up against it, look at how there's this uproar. It's spiritual. So I hope that helps. All right, let's go to uh, Frank uh, in Missouri. I think you've called in before, Frank. How are you today? Well, I'm doing great. If I were any better, it will. It, the doc said it would be illegal, so I'm doing great. <laughs> Good deal. What's your question, Frank? Well, uh, just you know, just on the same line. To, uh, how do you uh, how do you teach that inside the church, or is it? You know, it's almost it's, to me it's upsetting. Well, how do you teach LBGTQ plus okay. or whatever in, right. in, in the church? Well, this is, this is the great awakening. I just did a marriage, a marriage seminar a few weeks ago. We posted that on my website. Uh, I, I, I am shocked at how little the church talks about family, marriage, child training, and rearing the different stages that children go through and how we have to, to teach them, train them in the way of the Lord so that even when they're old, they won't depart from it. So this is where the church has failed. I'm not condemning myself. I'm not trying to condemn other groups or churches 
but there has to be an awakening, not against LGBTQA+, there has to be an awakening of God's plan for man in marriage between a male and a female. If we had been teaching for 40, 50 years, marriage is between a man and a woman, we wouldn't be here. We're here because the church went silent, the spirits of darkness filled the void, and now we've got a generation confused. They don't know what sexual perversion is. See, the only way we're going to counter this is by teaching and preaching the truth. So yes, we need to pray for our churches, that there would be an awakening. And, and my, my agenda isn't against anybody. My agenda as a pastor even and traveling minister is I'm for God. I'm for you and I'm for God and God's plan for man is marriage. One of the reasons the church went silent is because you can't teach on marriage anymore without defining one and people are afraid. They're simply afraid. These people are militant. Marxism is, is the theory of a revolution. Within the doctrine of Marxism is revolution. And so they have to start tearing things down and create a revolution in order to rebuild something in their own image. And so we can't go silent on the truth because it's the truth that sets people free. So I don't know how to answer your questions. How can churches warn children of LGBTQ? Uh, teach parents, the only answer I have is teach parents. I'm putting out a child's book here real soon on even teaching your children early their identity. What child should be confused in school if parents were telling them they came from God and that God had a plan for you in, the mother, in your mother's womb? Psalms 139, Jeremiah, the Apostle Paul, God sanctified those men in their mother's womb. If we were teaching those things, and we did for decades, then there wouldn't be any of this confusion. So we got to get back. We got to come back. We got to repent, change our mind and our direction, whoop, <laughs> and come back to God and start teaching parents to teach their children who they are in Christ, who they are in Christ. Teach them the beauty and purity of sexuality within marriage and the dangers of it outside of marriage. That's the answer. Well, I appreciate you calling, Frank. Uh, I hope that helped you and, and someone else. Um, here's a question that came in. Is Satan blinding the eyes of people? <laughs> Absolutely. He, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of them. And, and, and Paul said, if our gospel is hid, it's hid from them that Satan has blinded the minds of them. But that's what we're praying is the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus would shine unto everyone and they would come to know the Lord. So absolutely Satan is blinding and deafening those who are yielding to him. That's why we as Christians have to repent. God loves us. I'm not talking about repent to go to heaven after you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. The word repent means change your mind, change your direction. And so as Christians, we need to be quick to repent of any blindness, because not only has Satan blinded those that are lost, and that he used to blind us when we were lost, many Christians today don't realize that if we yield to Satan, he can blind us, he can deafen us. And that's what's happened. Many people aren't seeing God. 
They're not hearing God. They're born again. Many are spirit-filled, but they have yielded to Satan. So repenting, that's what repenting is all about, is, is receiving my forgiveness and God cleansing and, and, and purging any blindness from my mind where I can see Jesus, where I can see God's principles and plan and goodness and goodwill that he has for me, because it's wonderful when your eyes are opened. And that's why we need to be praying as Christians that God would open the eyes of our understanding. Ephesians chapter one, Paul was praying for Christians and he said that we need to pray that God would open the eyes of our understanding. Remember what the sons of Issachar were. They were men that had understanding of the times. It meant they had their eyes open. They could perceive, they could see. And that's what we need. You need to be praying that for your church. You need to be praying that for your, your, your family and friends, yourself. I, I pray it for politicians, that their eyes would be opened, that they would see the hope of our calling, that God has a plan for our lives and it's not this foolishness. It's not all this hate. It's not all this division. Praise God. Man, today's been a good day. I'm running out of time, so I need to hurry here. But we've got Jennifer uh, again from Virginia. Uh, what is your question, Jennifer? Hi, Pastor Dwayne. Thank you so Hi. much for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, yes, I missed half your show. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Um, so it's worth it. It's a great shaking. <laughs> yes. It's a great shaking that so many um, are not predicting, I guess, assuming will be happening. Are you aware of the emergency broadcast system saying on October 4th, the entire nation is going to be tested on laptops and phones and landlines and cell phones? I don't know if you think that there's any kind of connection between what may be happening and the government already knowing what may be happening to cut us off or to warn us. <laughs> well, I, I just love you. Today's been a great day. You know, if I could talk to people like this, I would do this every day. I, I'm so encouraged. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not aware, I'm aware of what you said, but I don't have uh, detailed information. Uh, but let me just say this, uh, people are saying there's a great shaking coming. I love you. I, I believe that to a measure, but let me say it this way. It's here. It's here. We're in the middle of a great shaking and everything is getting shook that is not and will collapse that's not founded on, on Jesus, on the Word of God. Uh, and so I do believe that this government is as corrupt as any government that has ever existed, and I don't put anything by them. They've lied. I, again, the evidence is all around us. You can choose to ignore it, but they lied about everything that we're facing right now. They've lied over and over again. The Trump thing, I hate to keep bringing it up because it's such a um, lightning rod, but how can we believe anything these people tell us when they said Russian collusion for four straight years, for five years? And it's been proven they were lying. And yet now they're lying to us again with all these indictments. They're lying about everything, about uh, the 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 bribes that the Biden family is, everything's a lie. The, the drug, every, they're lying about everything. So why would we believe there's anything but nefarious goals involved in what's going on there? I do believe that China is a real threat 
and that I don't think we're prepared uh, for what could happen with China. And they've already declared that, that it would be an information war. Uh, this virus came out of Wuhan, China. And I was censored when I said that three years ago. Uh, I was canceled because the evidence is all there. It's called the coronavirus lab <laughs> in, in Wuhan. And yet they covered all that up. They've lied. They've suppressed the truth. That's what they do. Wicked people in their wickedness, Romans 1.18, will suppress the truth. So I don't know what the truth is about it. Uh, we better be prepared to have a hotline to Jesus for sure, no matter what's coming and is on the horizon. I, I really appreciate the call. I'll be back. Well, next Thursday I have a guest uh, but I'd like to discuss this further in the future. So please, please feel free to call. The other host may be able to answer more clearly, but thank you so much, Jennifer. Let me go ahead and take Lydia. We're running out of time from North Carolina. Hi, Lydia. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Pastor Dwayne. I appreciate you and all that you do for our country. And I just wanted to see what would be the best way that we could reveal our hunger and thirst for the Lord. Amen. I live in a small community. I am a town clerk, so I Hallelujah. Want, <laughs> I do want to <laughs> Amen. be that light. I, the, the only way, I'm excited to answer this question. This has been a great day. Uh, the only way to, to create hunger and spread the hunger is to have a passion for Jesus, be, be so loyal to Jesus. I'm not talking about being religious or kooky, uh, but, but really, really have that love for Jesus, that commitment to Jesus, that loyalty. And, and we can't really make anybody hungry, but Jesus said, we're the salt of the earth. And while I can't, I can't drag someone or a horse to the water, I can put salt in their oats and they'll be panting for water. God wants us to be so salty in our, our speech. Colossians talks about our speech seasoned with salt. Again, I'm not talking about being religious, but I am talking about in love with Jesus. And then when you're sharing your faith, your love for Jesus, uh, it's like pouring salt into their oats. And I guarantee you, it'll create thirst. Well, I'm running out of time. Somebody said again, what's the answer? Uh, the sons of Issachar, they had understanding of the times and knew what Israel ought to do. Pastor, what should we do? Keep joining us right here at Truth and Liberty Coalition. God bless you. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.